When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. from the official start of the MLS season. And with that, things have been heating up around the MLS, not only for other teams, but finally for the Philadelphia Union. Welcome to PHOI Union Podcast. I'm Renee Washington, joined by JP Zabata, who's going to be wearing multiple hats today. He's producing, he's co-hosting. We also have a special guest that's going to be joining us in just a few moments, David Melandra, who's going to be able to join us to weigh in. I see in the comments already, we've got Kyle listening live from Anaheim. What's up, Kyle? Nice to have you here. Jillian, all the Almonies in the chat. Uh, also listening from Anaheim. I love it that you guys are uh, able to join in the conversation with us today. Major breaking news, and I'm excited that we have today's show to be able to break it all down for you guys. So with that, let's welcome in our very special guest for today that we've got David Melandra. He's a sports reporter working with Sports Talk Philadelphia. David covers everything and everybody. David, you're all over the place. How are you today? I feel like I should say Happy New Year because I haven't seen you in 2024. Happy New Year. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. It's all about timing for everything. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, so... Little did we know, as we've been all talking about the union being so quiet and things moving slowly, um, it feels like today's a new day. Kai Wagner's news breaks that he is going to be re-signing with the union. It's a three-year contract, uh, fourth-year club option for 2027. And with that, there's one major move that we finally see from the Philadelphia Union. What were your initial thoughts when you heard the breaking news that Kai is staying in Philly? Well... I'm not surprised that this move was it, it was about to happen anyway, because back on September 3rd, I was in the locker room in the postgame area when Kai said that his future in Philadelphia was, how can I say it, up in the air. Then within 48 hours later, everything broke about saying, OK, why haven't they given him a contract yet? What's going on with all of this? Then the next home game started the whole Hey, Kai chance started. Then ever since then, I put a whole thing out saying that, you know what? I think the fan base is trying to tell ownership, you got to pay up because you're letting a top guy who's been 
practically now one of the fan favorites behind Andre Blake, Ali Badoya, and now Julian Carranza as well. So basically, this was bound to happen anyway. And we saw in the playoffs, it, it with Kai not being there, just basically messed everything up. But regardless, this was bound to happen anyway. This would have been a bad move if they let him just go off. So I feel like for most of the fan base, and we've talked about in the show here, everybody was all team hashtag pay Kai. Up until the moment Kai dropped those racial comments, then all of a sudden, and I was one, I will admit, that was saying, I don't really know if I want Kai Wagner to come back. Um, and now with the news, Kai will, of course, uh, finish out his suspension. He will finish out that third game suspension in 2024. But are you still okay with the move and still happy that Kai is still with the union after all that happened and unfolded at the end of the season? I'm happy with it because basically you still keep your nucleus with you. And then especially how the way that playoff game ended in Cincinnati, it was such an obvious offsides, but basically let's put it this way from a league standpoint, they wanted somebody different. They obviously didn't want Philadelphia to get back there, but that's a whole nother argument for another time. But we basically knew what happened. Cincinnati outplayed them. Union should have had their opportunities. It felt like honestly, there was at least, I would say, four games last season. I was watching the Union do way too much passing. I was thinking, what am I watching? The Flyers power play? They're not getting any shots off. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I I agree with that. It definitely felt like at times uh, too much passing, not enough offense. We've talked about that so many times. Uh, before we get into the nuts and bolts of what Kai has been saying since the signing, JP, I want to get your thoughts. How did you feel yeah. when you heard the news? I know you and I actually were texting about it last mm-hmm. night. How did you feel when you heard the news that Kai's staying in Philly? Well, first off, welcome, everyone. I am behind, quote-unquote, the glass <laughs> here at PHLY Sports. Um, what's up, David? It's good seeing you as well, man. Um, but, oh, yeah, man. Uh, with this Kai situation, obviously, it was funny because last night we could have had a live broadcast from the hair salon in my couch, so that would have been a lot of fun. But, no, we've talked about this before. I uh, I guess I'm fine with it. You know, we solidified the left back position. The main the main starting 11 is back. So on the pitch, everything seems hunky-dory. But for me personally, it is hard to kind of look past the comments that were said. The, mm. the moves that we have made as a club with social issues like this, it is a little bit frustrating. But, I mean, I, I kind of threw it to the fans, and it does seem like, getting the grasp of the fans a lot of people are willing to move on from what what transpired it is going to be interesting come game one against chicago uh at subaru park what the what the outcome or i guess you say the reaction the fans will have with kai in subaru park but you solidify the left back position i think the off the field is more of the question mark but now yeah. i guess this team kind of looks at how do they fill out the depth of this team but kai's back it just feels a little weird <laughs> it does feel weird because this is something had we had this conversation you know a few months ago i think everyone's crying tears of joy and now you kind of have like some mixed feelings i was like oh great the soccer side i love what kai brings to the pitch you know you look at kai's uh career as a whole without you know needing to even go into all the details as a two-time mls all-star as someone that's made um this team go offensively and defensively kai is such a big piece and even looking at the fact that he's you know first defender in club history to record 10 assists in a single mls season um, someone that we've seen, he has had 
39 assists, 12 more than any defender in the league since making his debut. Uh, the assists alone and his ability to, to help, as you talk about, David, getting those goal-scoring opportunities so it's not just this over-possessing team, but now ha- adding more into the final third, whether through set pieces, services, or just the, the dimes that he's dropping into his teammates in scoring position. That side of me is happy that Kai is still here with the union. I am interested to see how, you know, the fans and people will react once it comes down to game time. But I think it's more about, okay, how will Kai take everything that happened and unfolded, um, address it or not address it, and just kind of move forward from it and, and be a better person because of it. If we get a Kai that's out there, I think it comes down to if we get a Kai that when he comes back, he's just showing He's grateful. He's happy to be here. He's team first. You know, I think it'll make it a lot easier to overlook the the comments that he learned from them in that sense versus if we get any other incidents or something. You know, he kind of has a, a, a shorter leash in that sense in terms of what Kai is, is able to do. But I like the move. Well, and with that, else, uh, David, here's, here's he some, gets to stay. Here's something <laughs> else that I, I just realized as well. Um, it, during the last four or five home games, the crowd reaction when Kai got introduced was definitely every time he touched the ball, it was it was a loud roar because they know they wanted him to stay. Now with him under contract, you know it's going to be even louder now. So basically, now he is now considered as one of the faces of the, of the franchise. You got yeah. him, Andre Blake, Julian, and now Jack McGlynn, the, the young nucleus, especially since two of them just got called up to what was the USA Soccer for their um, January January training camp. Two of them mm-hmm. got called up. And now with this news that came out as of, well, I believe it was yesterday about Julian Carranza, now that changes everything that, that just came down with about him as well, saying that he turned down offers from European teams back in August and last month. That's basically saying that he wants to stay here long term. But now because the way how the Philadelphia Union have been the last couple of years, it's basically saying they are now the team that can produce young grown players that now are on the national stage. Now, as you've seen with both Aronson brothers. Yeah, no, that's a great point. And we're definitely going to touch on Julian because uh, the comments that have, that have come out about him uh, have been concerning to say the least, but back to what you're mentioning about the growth and the development of this team. Yeah, it's great. You're seeing guys like Nate and Jack getting opportunities with the U S men's national team. We'll talk about some of their comments as well, but it's, it's, this team has a lot of talent and to be able to lock in someone like Kai who only lifts when he's on the, on the pitch with what he can add to, I think soccer-wise, I love the move. I know, Jose, in the chat, you're saying that the union declined to comment on what Kai's rehabilitation program is, and they guided Jose to talk to the MLS, and he's Jose's still waiting to hear from the MLS PR team. Yeah, that's kind of the question mark I think a lot of us are wondering. I mean, I've been watching a lot of players across leagues when they had these types of incidents and they go through rehabilitation programs, whether it's Draymond Green in the NBA or Kai Wagner in the MLS. I would like to know what's being done to an extent to make sure that we're making uh not making this mistake again not seeing kai continue to have any sort of comments or incidents but i do love the fact that kai came out and said a lot of positive things about just wanting to be here he's like i've been here for almost five years now and continue to grow professionally and personally i feel highly valued here and have a great bond with the club my family and i also feel extremely at home here despite other exciting options in europe i decided to extend my contract with the philadelphia union because in the end my heart also played a part in my decision. So when I heard those parts of his comments, I said, okay, to me, this means Kai loves the fans, the city for more than just soccer. He's connected here and he feels like this is home and he's not ready to move yet. Not to mention there's still more work to be done for this team to accomplish. And as you touched on David, uh, obviously with how things ended last year, 
that the, the loss to FC Cincinnati, that goal that we all are still seeing in our nightmares, this team is feeling some of that same motivation that there's unfinished business. And I think Kai's comments kind of alluded to that as well of in his heart, this is home. This is where he wanted to be. Real quick, Renee, because yeah, I, I, I do totally have agree. to ask something about the happiness part of what, what you just said there. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously you're happy that you're back. You got another contract. I need to see the contract details there. Mm. Obviously, it's a three-year deal. Uh, he was making a well, like 600, 630K uh, for, per year. So I would assume he's making closer to a million than 600K this year. So that would make anyone happy, I would yeah. say. So we got to check that out, too. <laughs> David, I think you were going to jump in and say something, too. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, and I know Jose is saying, for what it's worth, Kai has had four agents in five years, which is concerning, um, to say the least. But for now, we're still waiting on those details of the specifics of Kai's rehabilitation program, what the, the numbers are for his three-year deal with the fourth-year club option for 2027. That in itself is going to be interesting because I'm sure as we all were following the news around Kai, we were all expecting he probably was getting some very large offers. And for him to decline those to stay here are huge. But as you mentioned, David, there's another pro player on the union that's been declining some offers, and that's Julian Carranza. Now, what makes this very concerning is – We've been talking about on the show, just like everybody else, that his future is questionable. We don't know if he's going to be here or not. And then to see a tweet come out from Lizzie Becherano, who was saying this, Philadelphia Union's Julian Carranza just confirmed to me he received interest from European clubs back in August and December, but declined, added, quote, I hope to make a big career move in July. So I like everything about that except for I hope to make a big career move in July. So Julian's a player that we've talked a lot about, his future here, if he's going to remain with the union, if we see him um, taking a, any of these offers that he's getting from European clubs. David, what are your thoughts on his quote, I hope to make a big career move in July? So at initial glance, it's basically what, based off what I'm, reading it as he's expecting to get a contract extension in July because mm. that's basically what he's trying to say is that's when the transfer market opens up for the European squads. Right. So if he's basically playing at a high level, which he will be, if he is playing at a high level during the season, you know, Ernest Tanner is going to be saying, do I really want to move him or do I want to pay him now? Because mm -hmm. of how much money they're going to have coming off the books with some of these declining contracts that are gone. So now it's just going to be, where is he at? So that's the big question right now. Yeah, and that's something that we've talked about. Will the union be willing to pay to keep pulling Carranza? Or does it make more sense to figure out a way to get a deal where you can get money in return or you can, you can now start planning for the future, essentially? I don't know, because if Julian Carranza is getting these large offers, it makes you wonder, and I know, JP, we've talked about it, what, what makes most sense for the future for the union? Because they have to be prepared in case they lose Julian to be able to replace him. But you also, I'd love to see them be aggressive in trying to pay to keep him. Right, Absolutely. right. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's like, like I'm saying is in July, if he's playing very well, you know that Ernest Sanders is looking and saying, okay, what European teams are going to be offering? Do I want to throw him the money now? Mm-hmm. 
JP, I know you have lots of thoughts on this because we talked about it on the show before. Uh, does this make you more interested in going ahead and moving Julian Carranza be even before July? All right. So obviously the plan that we drawed up was what was best was him leaving now. That way you can find a replacement that gives a full season for this replacement to get acclimated with the squad. Now, this may damper our plans just a little bit, but I think one thing to keep an eye out, and again, optimism, right, Renee? So the optimism mm -hmm. in, in me would say that if we can get production out of Taiva Rivo, Quinn Sullivan, and Chris Donovan, then we can find ourselves uh, a good situation. Mm -hmm. and, that, and that alleviates pressure of selling Julian Carranza. Obviously, I, I made the joke here on Twitter. I was half serious <laughs> with the Roberto Firmino because of, you know, we'll probably talk about it next week, the situations going on in Saudi Arabia. But there's like a group of players that we could probably take advantage of and, and probably go, go ahead and buy. But if it's not that, there are obviously options that we've constantly talked about of going out for in Europe. But right now what it looks like is you wait to see with Carranza's values to rise up with his play. You wait to see if Quinn Sullivan, Chris Donovan, Taiba Rivo elevate their play. And then, you know, Ernst, Ernst is Ernst. Yeah. Ernst will use his connections and he'll find that replacement. But I do think that this time around, we've, we've, we've been whispering about this for yes. like since he's arrived here. But I think this time around, come July, I think it will actually happen. I think that we will uh, we'll find a, another home in, in Europe for Julian Carranza. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I think at the end of the day, when you look at this news come forward and you hear Julian kind of make a statement, in my opinion, of, listen, ball's in your court. I'm getting these offers. And he's kind of putting the pressure on Ernst Tanner and the union and also the other clubs as well that I'm getting these offers and I'm going to make a big career move. And career move for me means he's making a move that makes most sense for him, for his future. And he's going to be entertaining some of these, um, you know, thoughts around possibly finding the next chapter, whatever that may look like. Is that more money with the union or is that playing somewhere else entirely? We don't know. Yeah. But I think Julian Carranza has set himself up to have the ability to do that. I mean, the last two seasons, I know Jimmy King actually was the one that was tweeting this out. Hey. And I was like, a stat, I was astonished at the numbers of the breakdown of when he was with Inter Miami versus when he was with the Union and the change that we've seen from Julio Carranza in his overall production that for the MLS goal specifically, not looking at all the international games, to have 14 goals, 5 assists this past season, 15 goals, 7 assists this past season. Again, not looking at any of the other international games that they're playing throughout the course of the year. Huge growth for mm -hmm. Julian Carranza in the last two years. He's raised his stock. He's had the ability now to be able to, you know, demand more. Yesterday's price is not today's price tag, JP. And he knows that. And so he now can go into these negotiations saying, this is what I've done the last two years. He's still obviously very young and only 23 years old. Yeah. And in, in such a great spot of his career that he can now demand more. And I felt like him coming forward with this statement was him putting the pressure on that, listen, come July, money better start talking or I'm going to be walking because – He's he's has every right to uh, want to get paid more and plan a bigger opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's like the tough part about MLS scheduling because we unfortunately don't we're not aligned with Europe, right? right so like right. our off season is their middle of their season, so it is tough to sell off players like this in our all season because of just the calendar. But I mean, I, I get it. I think more so the union need to prepare themselves for this because what I think Cincinnati handled the perfect way last year. Mm -hmm. Brenner gets sold off into Udinese, and they had um, Obopenza uh, ready in the yep. wings, and they boom, they sign him right away. That's what you want to do. You want to have that backup mm -hmm. plan set up, and that I think that's where a lot of the concern is for the fan base is that, yeah. 
we all are agreeing that Carranza probably should be playing in Europe again, or at some point, I should say. But what's right. our backup plan? Because Carranza does score a good amount of goals here. And one thing to mention, too, Carranza, yeah, he may win that big move. But the one knock on Carranza is consistency. My brother, you need to be consistent here yes, if you please. want to get sold before July or during July. So Yeah, one year left on his contract. We already knew that this was going to be an issue um, and a concern in that sense. And now it comes down to on both sides for... For Carranza, uh, specifically, as you mentioned, JP, he has shown a lot, but he still has a lot of room for growth in terms of definitely consistency. And then on the other side for the union, all right, if if July is kind of that deadline, then take this time between preseason all the way through July to see what you've got. Is Ty Baribo going to be able to settle in and have more of a role on this team? Are you going to be able to get more from guys like Quinn Sullivan and uh, Chris Donovan? You know, what's Daniel Gazda going to look like? He's another one that we should be able to get more from. So in the attack specifically, uh, in order to replace the, the shoes of Julian Carranza, if he does go to a different club and leaves the union, this is the time to start preparing for that, essentially. Absolutely. You got to prepare now. Jose, what do you mean? Lopenza <laughs> was busy filming? Filming? What is he, an actor now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what also has been very busy and, and, and uh, doing a great job of helping to support people, that is? That's Mortgage CS. So Mortgage CS, which stands for Mortgage Concierge Service, gives you white glove service. They're an independent mortgage broker right here in Philadelphia, giving the full control of lenders they work with. And they're also available 24-7. And what we love about the work that Ben and Alec do, they not only took time to come chat with us and give us an idea of who they are personally, professionally, what led them to creating Mortgage CS, but they also talked a lot about how they're so focused on being able to provide great relationships and customer service for everybody they work with. So whether you're looking to buy now or looking to buy two years from now, you have opportunities with Mortgage CS to connect with them. And they're open to chat with you anytime. They even said, hey, look, tell your tell your viewers, shoot us a text, give us a call, shoot us an email, whatever it is, and you can reach out to them. Ben Sucker, their CEO, his phone number is right there on our screen. And for those listening on podcast platforms, you can reach out any time of day to talk about anything. You want to talk about what's happening with filming or anything else? Reach out to Ben, 267-391-7425 or shoot Ben an email. His email is ben at mortgagecs.com. And you can also check out more information at mortgagecs.com slash P-H-L-Y to get started. Because at Mortgage CS, they want to make sure that when you hear the word mortgage, you think of Mortgage CS. You think of Ben and Alec. You think of friends. You think of people you can trust. And a quick disclaimer for you, this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company NMLS ID number 1464766. And you can visit MortgageCS.com for more information. And while you're doing that, also take time to check out our friends over at Bagels & Co. Doing a great job of providing Brooklyn-style bagels made in Philly right in our backyard. It's that mom-and-pop shop feel of delicious, large varieties of bagels. They have 15 to 20 different bagels. They've got 30 cream cheeses. And over at Bagels & Co., they've got seasonal options for you. They've got team-specific ones. So they'll have a Flyers, an Eagles, hopefully a Union bagel uh, cream cheese as well. We've got to get them on that, too, if they don't already have it. But they've got plenty of options for you. And they've got so many flavors that it just makes it great to be able to start off your day or at lunch or for dinner with Bagels & Co. And if that's not enough, they're convenient and they're affordable. Great food at a great price. And you can get a lot of their food for cheap. And especially with how prices are going up today, 
go down to Bagels & Co. and get some great prices with their food. So for the best Brooklyn-style bagels made right here in Philly, head over to thebagelsandco.com, check out their locations nearest you, and be able to find some yummy, affordable, convenient options for how you kick off your days. All right, so that being said, um, Jose is dropping some tea in the chat, baby. Bounce JP, like a wow, asked, wow. And, J- and Jose replied. Uh, <laughs> yep, some inappropriate filming has been happening. Jillian and, and everybody else, I'm sure you were not expecting this tea. I was not expecting that. We've already gotten so much information over the last 24 hours. <laughs> this was not on my bingo card for what we were going to be getting information on, Jose. But thank you for enlightening us on what kind of filming was happening. JP, you asked. There but, you go. That, listen, that, <laughs> if that's not MLS. I don't know. <laughs> and Jose is clarifying. He's not kidding. Or Jose, are you the source of this uh, this rumor here or this, this story here? Let's out per Jose Nunez. <laughs> Kidding. Put the name on um, it. <laughs> yeah, I won't put that out there. I won't put that out there. But it is, listen, what these people do in their own lives or outside of, you know, work sometimes gets publicly shared. And that's why going, I'm a, I'm a bringing on back to Kai. That's why with Kai, I would like to know some information on what's going on because, you know, your, your personal feelings and thoughts and slip ups and mistakes are one thing, but let's make sure they're not a habit. So yeah. I do want to give a quick thank you though to, David, for joining us, you can give him a follow at Dave M. Report. David, as you can even see today, on the go all the time, always covering a lot of different uh, stories, and whether it's college sports or, or pro sports here in Philly, David Melanja does a great job with that. So shout out to David for taking time to join us today on the show. And uh, JP, yeah, Jose said it. You asked, he delivered. (laughs) (laughs) You can volunteer to confirm it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real quick, I I just, because on the Kai front, I just want to bring something up that a lot of the fan base has been bringing up too. So I think that, listen, I I think we're all forgiving people. I think we can all move on from this as well. But I think what's important to Renee is what Kai does Mm. to kind of, I I don't want to say build his name up again, but like, look, it was pretty serious what he did. And I, I, I'm not Asian. I'm not Asian American. I can't speak upon this for, for that community. But I would assume that would be best is him doing something as far as an outreach, you know, yeah. out, doing outreaches with the our Asian American community. It, it, we have a beautiful community that's right down the street here. So I, I think that Kai has to do some actions. He's not planning on actions on, on the pitch. Yeah. Off the pitch, the actions have to speak louder. So I think that would put some of the fan base at ease. It, it, it's weird because like it does feel like we are divided in that. Some pe- some fans can look passive, passive mm-hmm. some fans can't. But I think it's important for Kai. He needs to do something off the pitch. I think to your point, JP, it's kind of like when you've been – I always use the dating metaphor, and I probably should stop doing that. But it's kind of like when you – or even a friend. Like you've known somebody all this time, and all of a sudden they like show their true colors, and you're like, wait a minute, I don't – think I knew you as well as I thought I did. You know, Kai is going into his sixth season this year with the union. And in all this time, I mean, the things that we've seen from Kai, 138 appearances, 136 starts since he joined the club in 2019. Um, He, in that time, as I mentioned earlier with David on the show, registered the second most assists in club history with 39 assists, 12 more than any defender in the league since making his debut in 2023, finished the second most assists on the team, as well as led in multiple categories, crosses, tackles, pass, key passes, interceptions, dual percentage amongst players, corner kicks taken, and the first um, 
uh, yeah, the first defender in club history to record 10 assists in a single MLS season, which happened against the Revs on July 16th back in 2022 and on August 31st, 2022. I say all this to say with all these great things we've seen from Kai over the years and the great moments, I can vividly remember some of his assists and plays and, you know, flying down the left flank that you're like, you love to see Kai in action. But this is what leaves a bad taste in your mouth, you know, and it's hard to just look past this and move on because he's been re-signed without in the back of your mind thinking, well, which Kai is the real Kai? And I think all of it is him. I mean, he is human. We all make mistakes, guys. Some people go out and accidentally film things inappropriately. Some people make inappropriate comments. Some people make racist comments. Um, in this situation, though, it's hard because we don't know. You know, I think to, to what Jose was talking about earlier, if we had a little bit of insight on what's going on behind the scenes, you know, I felt better about John Morant and Draymond Green knowing the rehabilitation programs that the NBA had them working through. Okay, for the MLS, I want to know what Kai's doing. I don't need to know everything. I don't, know, I don't need to know times and dates and what location. But I'd love to know, hey, we as a league actively speak up against, you know, insensitive discriminatory behaviors and comments, and this is what we're mandating he does. Because you can't say it as a league and even for the union as a club. And then when something like this comes up, it's just radio silence. Like we should hear something, especially now that he has been re-signed and is no longer a free agent. So yeah. I think to your point, that's exactly why you get a mixture of fans similar to kind of how I am of it's definitely like, see Jose, it's definitely kind of like happy he's back from the side for side, but a lot of question marks around which Kai are we getting back? What is going to be the response? Is it going to just move moving forward business as usual? Or are we going to get some sort of a change or like you yeah. mentioned, maybe more um, advocacy or humanitarian work or anything like that? Philanthropy work. Remember Mike Kai? Vick? I mean, he had to do all that community work oh, with PETA gosh, he, yeah. and he's still getting killed for it still. to this day. Um, and I think too, like, I think it's best for him to do some type of outreach like that. Mm -hmm. But let's also remember. This was the union as well that also doubled down on what happened yeah. and tried to bring up with Bobby, which, listen, if Bobby was coming at his family, okay. But it's just the timing of everything was just wrong. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I, it feels like ever since the season kind of ended or when that situation happened, they were willing to mm -hmm. reconcile and bring him back. So, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, we are the fans and they are the ones working out there every day. And so if they are fine with it, I, I guess they're going to expect us to be fine I with it as well. So. I guess so. I know Ernst Sander was saying uh, in a release how, you know, Kai's proven himself year after year to be one of the best left backs in the league. As we know, he's been an integral part of their success. Uh, he also was talking about just how he consistently with his defending and aggressive attacking has helped contribute to a lot of milestones the team has achieved every year. And I agree. I think, you know, that's why, as he's saying, they're looking forward to having Kai in Philadelphia for years to come. As we're mentioning for the soccer side, definitely. And that's why we're looking forward to having Kai with the union for years to come as well. So more information on that to uh, be able to talk about in the future as we're getting more details, as we're getting, you know, the outline of his of his deal and any sort of insight on the rehabilitation program. And so we'll be sharing that as we get it. Um, but you know what else you can get? That's the Game Time app because the Game Time app is a great place to be able to easily download the app and find great tickets. They make it so easy for you to find not only your tickets, but be able to see your seats. So before you go to that comedy show or that concert or you go check out that game, with the Game Time app, you can know exactly where you and your friends are going to be seated. 
And then what makes it even easier is when you get to the front door and you're fumbling to find your tickets, you don't have to worry about looking for paper, the, pa the ticket paper tickets in your pocket or printing them out or trying to deal with the Wi-Fi issues because there's always laggy Wi-Fi when you go to a game or a concert or show. With the Game Time app, your tickets are right there on your phone, easy to scan, get yourself in the door, get your butts in the seats, and be able to enjoy that show or that game that you're attending. So as someone that's dealt with a lot of ticket issues over the years of like, oh, did you print out the tickets? I did, but I left them on the table. Don't worry about that with the Game Time app. They make it easy to find great seats, great prices, and now when you head over to the Game Time app and use code PHLY, you also get an additional $20 off as a new purchase of on the Game Time app, I should say. So when you download the app, use it for the first time, you get $20 off with that code PHLY. All right, so uh, some other exciting things that we have just going on personally in-house while I'm running through some updates. I actually might as well update you on some of these things as well. Because we have a watch party happening this Monday. Uh, although we are six weeks away from the start of the 2024 MLS season, we are less than a week away from the start of the NFL playoffs. So over at the Wicked Wolf on Monday, we will have a watch party starting at 7.45 p.m. For anybody that wants to go down there and join our PHOI Eagles podcast, we'll be able to cheer on the Eagles as they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hopefully win the wild card round and punch their tickets to the next round. Uh, listen, the Eagles need all the support right now they can possibly get. So head on down to the Wicked Wolf. You can get those details on our website. Uh, we're also tweeting out that information for the PHLY Eagles watch party. We've got new merch. We've got watch parties. We've got a lot of things going on, guys. Have you seen some of the merch that we've dropped lately? All right. One last thing, and then we'll move back into soccer. Check out this merch that we've got. We have been releasing some really cool stuff. It's been hoodies, t-shirts. We try to make sure that we're dropping merch that's specific to what's going on. So right now we've been dropping a lot of Eagles, Sixers, and Flyers merch, rightfully so since they're in the thick of their seasons. You can check out those hoodies. There's some on your screen for those that are watching. Anybody that's listening on podcast platforms, don't you worry. You can check it out on our PHOY locker. We've got all types of hoodies. We've got some new hats that we've been dropping as well. You can see all the hats, chucker hats, flat brims, dad hats, golf hats, different colors, different logos, you name it we've got it it's all at the phly locker that you can check out our hats our hoodies and all of our new merch so lots of exciting things that are happening because uh it's always an exciting time here there's always something to talk about there's always plenty going on and with all that happened in the last 24 hours we've all been processing so we've got the kai wagner news we've got uh julian Carranza in the tweet also i did see something that came out as well about ali bedoya um towards the end of the piece about kai jp they were just talking about of course, still remains a free agent, and Jim Curtin's group is expected to run it back in 2024, starting with, of course, the home opener February 24th. <laughs> so that's all we got on Ollie. That's the only mention I've heard so far of Ollie Bedoya. But I was like, okay, that leaves me optimistic that, yes, Alejandro Bedoya is still a free agent, and with Jim Curtin expected to run it back, I would expect that means maybe Ollie would be included in that run it back roster. That is the other interesting question, Mark, because, all right, Ali, I think we all expect to be back, but I don't think anyone expects him to be a full-time starter again. I hope. I, I wouldn't. Yes, I agree. So here's the question, Renee. So every year, Jose Brujo Martinez is always linked to a team. Mm -hmm. Leon Flocked, already linked to a team. Jack McGlynn, I feel like yep. it's, it's about time soon. Yep. So I think you need to prepare for that. I think this is the moment, Renee. 
Mm-hmm. You do union ball that, you know, finding that piece, it's cheaper, maybe a little younger you can develop. I think that yep. is when you go union ball. So you can prepare yourself for, you know, if someone does get in the midfield, does get sold off in the middle mm-hmm. of the season. Uh, you don't honestly, you don't know about Ali. Unfortunately, I would love to say Ali is going to play yeah. almost every match, but you saw the amount of matches he's missed over the past couple seasons. So I think that that's something to keep an eye out for. And if Ernst wants to do his union ball, I think that is a position, a shuttle midfielder specifically mm-hmm. that can uh, that can fill in and be a development piece here. No, I completely agree with you. I think that uh, Ali, for sure, in my opinion, should be brought back on like a one year deal. But with the expectation, his role's not going to be as a starter. You know, I think. And what's up, Spiral Out? Nice to have you here. Make sure you guys are hitting that like button while you're here. Join the conversation. Jump in the chat. Um, I think for Ali Bedoya, where he's at in his career, that's just kind of his role. More of the voice, the presence in the locker room, the guy that's going to give you minutes where needed, role player type of a player um, in that sense versus someone that you're expecting to play 90 minutes and be able to just log a lot of the wear that's needed to lift this team up. So I think for Ali Bedoya, um, and I'm hoping that with maybe Kai Wagner was possibly the priority, getting him signed, bringing him back, that maybe now we'll get some Ali Bedoya news. Mm, Who knows? In the next week or so. I'm just going to throw it out there. Anything's possible that we could possibly get some Ali Bedoya news. Uh, What I will also say is I was quickly doing an account, and I should have did this before, I've got my handy-dandy scoreboard I've been using. Oh, wait, let me not do the red side because y'all will cancel me for doing something in red because every time I even have – the fact that I even have a little bit red on my sweater is too much for Guys, fans. the only and time I'm, you can't wear red is in the river's end. So we're going to get rid of the red side. 44 days, apparently. Yes. Let's go. 44 is the magic number. This is our scoreboard that uh, I purchased actually for the office because we have the need for scoreboards for a lot of things, whether it's our ping pong table or countdowns. And the countdown is 44 days until the MLS opener. Oh, not the union? For the union against the Chicago Fire. So 44 Danny Cruz days for all my OG union fans out there. 44 what? Danny Cruz? Remember Danny Cruz? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like quickly doing the math. (laughs) Three, four, five, six. Yeah, 44. And three days until till training camp starts, essentially. I know. It's With it here, already guys. being January 11th, we are already nearing the start of training camp. Ooh, Mike's got Things a good question here. Things are moving fast, guys. Things are moving fast. Any news on Mbizo? That's a great question, Mike Beggs. What's up, Mike Beggs? Nice to have you here. Um, yeah, nothing really, actually. Nothing. We haven't heard. We saw him. I just saw updates about him training. Yeah. But I haven't heard anything about Mbizo. That's the thing. It's been so quiet for the union right now that we haven't heard anything outside of Jack and Nate being called into the U.S. men's national team. We've gotten the occasional image of guys training. You know, we saw Jose Martinez training. Yeah. We've seen Mbizo training. Um, but we actually haven't had any sort of an update. It's been yeah. very quiet. I know Spiralot, you're asking... Um, rookie question, but is selling a player in soccer the same as a trade in other sports? Yes and no. It's actually more complicated because in <laughs> soccer, you can also sell players between leagues in a, in a whole different way. You can loan players out. Um, in fact, the union did just loan a player out. This just dropped shortly before our show. The Philadelphia Union have loaned, have loaned forward Nelson Pierre to Skovdi AIK. It's a Swedish club. And Nelson Pierre is a homegrown player. He's going to join the Swedish club on loan through 2024. So not only do you get the opportunities for players to be traded or sign in free agency, but you also get a lot of times where clubs will loan a player out to another club. Typically, it's a club in a different country, but we've also seen it happen where they loan them out to a club in the MLS. 
So there are so many different types of um, ways that teams can just work through their their money. It's essentially like there's just a lot of ways to to create your roster, and that's insane. What's uh, also insane is Jillian. I love that you're watching at a bar with an LAFC beer. Oh, minus hey, all beer is good beer, I guess. Um, <laughs> so the details on Nelson Pierre. Nelson Pierre as a homegrown. Uh, currently is going to be joining the Swedish club. They play in the second tier league over in Sweden. Nelson is a graduate of YSC Academy. He's been a homegrown uh, and signed a contract back in February 2023 on the 21st. He became the 20th homegrown in union history. There's something interesting. And at the age of 18 years old, back in 2023, he made 28 appearances, 15 starts for the Philadelphia union second team. Um, and then also scored four goals and had four assists. So now is going to get his chance um, to move along and play with the Swedish club. And that's pretty exciting for him. I mean, hey, a chance to develop, uh, yeah. you know, after playing with the MLS Next Pro uh, level and now getting to go play with the Swedish club. It is a second tier league over in Sweden, mm -hmm. but it's another opportunity for him, I guess, to develop. So, yeah. <laughs> Some news. So, um, <laughs> who we had on on the show, um, Evan Cohen, a couple of weeks ago, we had on while, uh, while you we had a nice day off there. So Evan yes. Evan was in and he he put out a good tweet. So I haven't really watched a lot of Union Two, which I that's one of my goals this year is to watch some more Union Two. So he did mention that throughout stretches Nelson did struggle for Union Two. He's a young kid, but he's got the body type to play forward. He's got a lot of raw ability, mm -hmm. and it's, I think that's a great move. Like him going over to you know, you know we talk about all the time young players going over to Europe, talking about these USMNT kids. It's it's tough. It's a different environment, and it and it probably will bring out the player that probably Nelson Pierre needs to be. Being mm. in those tough situations, we talked about with Tasha. Being in those tough situations always brings the best out of you. So I think for Nelson, I'm more happy for him. I think this is a great move. But we'll have to wait and see. You know, you mentioned he's the 20th homegrown. We'll see if he can come back here and, and, and build a union career, if not a, union, a career for himself. But yeah. I think overall, I think this is a great move for a young player like this. That's the thing. He's so young. He's only 18 years old. So, um, you know, you think about for the MLS, a lot of times for the sec that MLS Next Pro is similar to the farm system that you have in like Major League Baseball. That's like what I can compare it to for your question, Spiral Out. So a lot of times you'll see where you know, the senior team is going to loan players or move players around to help them develop with other, either other clubs or with their farm program, which in this case is the union too. So I think for Nelson Pierre, again, he was just 18 years old when he started playing with the union uh, two team last year or this, yeah, last year in 2023. So he's got time. And I think to give him meaningful minutes somewhere, see how he can develop. The hard part is whenever you make a change like that, you're now going to play with like a Swedish club. It's a whole different brand of soccer, a whole different culture, a whole different league. But sometimes you need that. You need a fresh start. You need a change of envir environment just to see what you can do. So exciting news for him. Uh, also, our other homegrowns, I know we talked about Jack McGlynn and Nate Harriel on our, on our Tuesday show, and we were talking about them getting their first ever call-up to the U.S. men's national team, but we did not get a chance to talk about what they said because they actually came out and talked – themselves about how exciting the opportunity is now for these two they've played with the u23 national team they've gotten opportunities they've been progressing and so i actually really enjoyed their comments that they said and i'm going to just share with you some of them because they're now currently attending the training camp in orlando with the u.s men's national team then they're going to be traveling to represent the team uh the country i should say against slovenia 
in a friendly on the 20th. Uh, that'll be taking place down in Texas. So this is a great opportunity for them. So Jack was saying things like, of course, he's excited. Um, he was saying also, you know, when they sent out the preliminary email. So I was like, oh, I have a chance here. And then two weeks or so after that, Jim Curtin texted Nate and Jack saying congrats. And then Jack's agent told him, he said it was just a really cool feeling and he can't wait to get started and get there and how he's been looking forward to it for a while, you know, whether with the U23 team, the U20s, getting to play at the World Cup and now this opportunity. Um, you know, he's saying everyone wants that first team call and he's just really happy that it finally happened. And he hopes to be able to show what he's capable of. And he's like, I think union fans know what I can do. I think I personally know what I can do, and I've been working really hard the whole offseason to stay fit and sharp and get ready for this camp. So I'm just excited to go out there and show what else I, you know, show them what I can do. So Jack had some great quotes, and then JP Nate was saying some similar stuff of it's all moving so fast now with the Olympics coming up soon. I could be on that team and solidifying my starting spot here at the Philadelphia Union. It's all happening so fast, but it's exciting at the same time. It's always a goal to play at the highest level you can, obviously to be on the senior national team no matter what camp it is. In January or anything else, it's always a privilege. It's an honor. It means you're doing the right thing, performing well. You can only go up from here. And so, you know, they're just talking a lot about the excitement of being able to get a chance. And for both of them, they definitely have had – their role grow and improve with the union and with the men's national team. So that's, as Nate was even saying, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, that's even more special. Like you're getting a chance to be a starter, get more minutes with the union, but also with the national team, you get that role as well. Um, so JP, very, very exciting for both of them. And this is a lesson for everyone, not only for <laughs> Nate and Jack, but networking is a big part of life. Ladies and gentlemen, especially mm -hmm. if you want to advance in life. And Jack and Nate are going to be able to take this opportunity to network with MLS veterans. We talk like guys like Miles Robinson are on that roster yep. in this January camp. So this is an opportunity for them to just improve upon their game. And to Mike's question here, uh, unfortunately, Brandon, with just a tough season he had, Jack and, and Nate were very consistent on a playoff uh, MLS team. So that's a reason why they get called up here. Brandon is going to have to kind of put himself back in the limelight here for the U.S. Federation. Yeah. Uh, and he's just going to have to work his butt off. He's back here in Philly. He's done with his loan in Austin. Uh, again, we don't know what the what the future holds with Brandon because you still have Jakob, uh, Jack, and you have Damian Lowe in the in the, in the the fold. Um, Alawethu, who we signed during the season with the under-22 initiative, mm -hmm. is still here as well. So it's going to be tough for Brandon. Brandon's going to have to come in here and fight for a roster spot with the union. If not, I don't know what the union are going to do with him. Yeah, I know. To Mike's question, as he's asking about Brandon, I mean, as you mentioned, not only other, not only did Nate and Jack benefit from being able to have a strong MLS season, but you have to look at the other names that are across this list. Now, because of the timing of these um, of the January camp, it is all MLS players only. So you're not going to get someone like a Christian Pulisic. You know, you're going to get only MLS guys because, A, for Greg Berhalter, he was saying this is a chance to see what other players can do, see what those younger guys can do, but also the timing of the schedules with other leagues. But even with that, you still have across the back line. I know they broke the, the roster of 25 down by position, and someone like Miles Robinson – is one of those guys. I mean, you've got Jackson Reagan from Seattle, James Sands from NYCFC, John Tolkien from the Red Bulls, Caleb Wiley from Atlanta. You've got uh, Dewan Jones from New England. Of course, Nate, Shaq Moore from Nashville. You know, the defense alone, uh, Tafari from SC Dallas is, is very competitive. It's a lot. It's a mixture of guys getting their first opportunities and some others that have already played and gotten, you know, 27 caps like Miles Robinson. 
So for Brandon Craig, um, he didn't have it's hard to crack into that group. And in fact, did he get called? He did get called into the U23 group back in like November, December. Yeah. Because he, did. he didn't, Quinn did not get that opportunity. I but he say, did have a struggle. He did have a tough season, Mike, to your question about yeah, Brandon. I wouldn't say bad, just rough because injuries. And then yeah. I don't know what Josh Wolf's issue was down in Austin, but he just kept playing the same center backs and he wouldn't even give Brandon Craig a chance, which is just so frustrating for Brandon. So it, it's just, it's, he just has to play. That's all it is, Mike. He just really has to play and, and play his game. Yeah, and I think that's what it comes down to. It's more of he hasn't had opportunities. And unfortunately, as we know, the back line is not a position where you're getting a lot of opportunities to begin with. It's very slim chances that you actually get on the field. So you really have to show it in training. Typically, coaches might rotate a little bit more with their front three or whatever formation, front forwards, their midfielders. Um, they'll rotate them more. But center backs especially, you're not really ro you're not rotating center backs. You might have two, maybe a third person and a friendly that you try out. But it's a very slim opportunity to crack into that. So I think, to be honest, Brandon's just in a tough situation, similar to actually what he dealt with with the union. That's why I was with Austin to begin with. It's just there's nowhere for him at this time. And so it's a shame to see, but he still is young, still has chances to maybe turn that corner. Absolutely. Just one day at a time, Brandon. We, we got trust in you. We got trust in you. <laughs> Yeah, so definitely an exciting time, though. I, I know we didn't have a chance to talk about the quotes that they said on Tuesday because the show, we had so many other things that we got into. Um, but I love just the humbleness and just the excitement and the pure joy from Nate and Jack to get this opportunity. And as we talk about, their role is growing. This is when you're really starting to feel your hard work mm. paying off with the union, with the national team to get that first call up. And it is something that when you first start playing, that's what you look to do. Your goal is to play at the highest level. And with the Olympics coming up, I would, I would just love for the union to have players represented. And I've said that before. To have players represented on the men's national team, come the Olympics, the World Cup is, is obviously not too far behind, that we now can have union players to talk about here on the show that are off representing just like we talk about Andre Blake and Damian Lowe and Jose and Jesus Bueno you know the more guys from the union that can get caps and appearances on their respective national teams it makes it that much sweeter that means this team has uh, that says a lot about your talent that you have several guys that come international breaks are getting on the roster but then also getting me meaningful minutes you know Daniel Gazdag of course struggled with that we want to see these guys get their names called up and then actually get to play that's it. That's and, all we want. That's and it's it. a good it's a good name for the club too because like when even it doesn't matter who's the coach down the line for the US Men's National team, at least they know. All right, Philly's <laughs> got that pipeline. Yes. So let's go check out what these young kids are doing. They're getting first team minutes. Let's give them the opportunity. I think that's what really has helped guys like Nate and Jack and even Quinn and Brandon with with the under under twenty teams. Mm -hmm. So it's it, it just keep doing what they're doing. That's all all it is here for these oh, guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I didn't even see Spiralot's comment about. He didn't realize the complexity of roster movement oh, yeah. in soccer. It's a lot. Especially it's a MLS. lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? It's it's a blessing and a curse because there's a ton of opportunities. Yeah. But it also kind of makes it overwhelming that it's not just, you know, when you compare the MLS to or soccer in general to like basketball, for example, basketball, it's like NBA is typically the goal for most basketball players. And then you have the other leagues. You'll have like the G League, you'll have the European leagues, and they're all pretty great, great developmentally wise. But you rarely see a guy go from the NBA to, to a European league, then back within like a year, like the way that you see in the MLS, for example. But in the in soccer, the MLS, the NWSL doesn't do it as much. They will literally loan a player 
It's weird to me to loan a player. First of all, a person. Here, we're just going to take them for a temporary time. Brandon Craig, go play with Austin for a little bit. And then come back uh, just for X amount of months, and then we'll have you back. But, yeah, it's very complicated, and there's a lot of components to it before we even get into, like, the farm system and the, and the development side of things. I feel like, like, deadlines for, like, NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, I think that's – I feel like that's a loan. Because a lot of, a lot of mm, times – That's a, a good point. A lot of those leagues, like, they're making those – they're uh, the teams that are buying, they're making those moves because they're trying to make that last playoff uh, push. These players are on expiring contracts. Ten-day contracts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that fun stuff. So, yeah, loaning and selling a player definitely sounds weird. But yeah. I've always said – the um, business side of sports does have some weird things of like you can trade a player and, and players have talked about this all the time. Like I was in the middle of taking a nap and I woke up and I found out I got traded or I was practicing and I left practice and found out I got traded. Like it's <laughs> cutthroat and it very much is weird and property like that the way these athletes are treated. Wait till we tell Spiral about the academies. <laughs> oh my God, I know. The academy <laughs> side of soccer is even wilder. That's Schooling where it all begins. That's where it all begins. They're trying to fix it in youth soccer though. Um, but again, a lot of exciting things on the horizon. We will have in our Tuesday show, JP and I will have a chance uh, to cut into all the things that have been going on around the league. There's been a lot of signings that we've been seeing. We saw um, just a couple to run through. We saw Atlanta United signed. Uh, Norwegian international center back, center back, uh, Steon Gregerson, possibly said his name incorrectly. Apologies on that. Then we also saw FC Cincinnati added another one. Corey Baird, they've added another free agent. We've seen a lot from FC Cincinnati. They've been pretty active so far this offseason. Real Salt Lake picked up Mexican youth national winger Fidel Barajas, who's going to be joining. He actually is coming from the USL championship side. Charleston Battery. Um, so he's getting that move and he's only 17 uh, getting the call up. And then we also saw San Jose Earthquakes have re-signed midfielder Jack, Sh- Jack Scahan. I almost flipped his name. Jack Scahan is re-signed and returning back through the 2025 MLS season with an option for 2026. So right now it just feels like there's a lot of moves. Uh, Vancouver also, they have signed free agent forward Fafa Pical. I never can say his last name. Fafita. I'm happy he's still in the league. Fafa <laughs> Pico, Union Legend. Pico. Glad yes. he still got a job. There's a name league. you guys recognize for sure. If <laughs> you understood how I butchered his last name because I can never say Pico the right way. There we go. Pico. And Vancouver, I don't know if you ever got the chance to meet Fafa. Was a was a dope man, but he is going to fit perfectly yeah. at Vancouver with that food scene out there. Mm-hmm. That's what they're <laughs> they're very excited to bring him in. Uh, he's going to be a good addition, definitely. He's played for a lot of teams. Of course, the Union, FC Dallas, the Dynamo, uh, Nashville, now his next stop, Vancouver. So plenty of other things to talk about as we continue to follow the signings that have happened. There's been a coaching carousel, not just in the NFL and in college football, but also in this football as well, of a lot of coaching changes that have been happening in the MLS. Um, it's a time of change. It's a time of like uncovering all that because also, as we've been talking about, we know just days away from the opening parts of, of uh, preseason for the union, which means every team is, of course, starting preseason in the next couple of days. Friendlies are coming up. January and February is packed. Then the union will be going down to Clearwater to have their preseason camps and more friendlies are, are going to be taking place. So it's a lot going on, which means teams are now making those final decisions of, okay, this is the group we want to start out with for preseason, see what they've got, and then maybe after preseason we'll see some more moves as well. So to me, this is kind of like that next tier of roster changes 
signing some free agents, re-signing players to an extension to see, you know, what group you can run it out there with in terms of preseason before you make another pivot for the actual season, JP. It's the calm before the storm, I would say, guys. <laughs> and it, the, what's the frustrating part about this is that because this f- transfer period for the MLS is open till April 1st, yeah, a lot of teams probably are going to use up that time period too. So our union could also be bringing in a player that late as well. And I'm going to go on a bold take here. I say oh. on Tuesday when we record live here, which make sure you guys are watching, we're going to be talking about Alejandro Doya re-signing with the union. Wow. Say that. I think the deal gets done this over this weekend. I do. I do feel like Kai was the first domino. Right. It's and dominoes. to me, it seemed as though they had to finalize those, those details. So it also, in my opinion, depends on how quickly we get the details of his three-year deal with the fourth-year club option. Um, because I think once they get those T's crossed, I's dotted, signs, everything, all the, you know, little fine print and stuff figured out, then they're going to be moving on to the next decision. And if the union are planning to run it back, why wait? Go ahead and get Ali Bedoya signed. Get him started. Because the other thing is we know, as we've talked about, is you're, you're starting preseason this weekend. Yeah. So absolutely it makes sense that they would move a little bit quicker because you want to have these guys locked in for preseason day one, if you can, or maybe day two or three, that you have them locked in. So, okay. And, I like it. And you know what else I'm thinking about, too? I like it. I, and I think I'm about to piss off the union fans. But, like, okay. all right. So, Kai Wagner signed, right? Pulling kind of surprise is going to stay here. Leon Flock, that's up in the air. So, what are the signings going to be? Are there going to be any other big signings? Mm. If, like, the starting 11 is already set in stone. It doesn't have to be that starting 11, though. <laughs> I, I, like, I wonder, what kind of signing are we expecting here, guys? JP, you're I, coming I mean, in being in a... <laughs> You're just being a devil's advocate right now, <laughs> playing the other side of the fence. Listen, I would, I want to see a big signing. I want to see a signing, a veteran one-year deal for a guy. That's what I'm waiting for from the union, and not someone that's already on the union like Ali. I'm already expecting right. a one-year deal for Ali. I'm expecting a one-year type of a deal, a Gareth Bale deal for someone. And the thing is, like, I, I think we were going to do, I was hoping we'd do something like that, but I was thinking it was going to be for a Carranza replacement, which if he's staying till July, that, pro- that deal might come till July. That's why it's important that Carranza gets sold. You need that backup plan ready to go. Boom. So the Carranza tweets out, signing tweet out as well. Carranza <laughs> goes out, in comes a new. Uh, but yeah, that being said, that is where we are right now. That's the State of the Union. We've got uh, Kai Wagner's in. Julian Carranza could possibly be out. And of course, you waited to the final minutes of the show to try to drop these last, like, this food for thought of, wait a minute, if the union are running it back and Ali does sign and Leon is here to stay, uh, does that mean this is the same group that we're running it back with? I don't know. But we'll see. And that's what we'll be talking about on Tuesday. So, again, we've got some new merch for you guys to check out. Uh, I know if you haven't already, head over to the PHOI Locker to check that out. Also, make sure to give us a follow because we're sharing more merch and more information like these things that are here. Hats, hoodies, T-shirts, all types of apparel. We're going to continue dropping more as the year goes on. And uh, for all of us here at PHOI Union Podcast, we appreciate you for taking time to join us and tune in. Hit that like button on your way out the virtual doors. Make sure you're following, subscribing, keeping up to date with all we've got going on because as JP mentioned, come Tuesday, there could be some more news. We knew there was going to be 
roster news from the U.S. men's national team from last weekend to talk about this week. We knew there was going to be something. Nobody expected Kai Wagner was going to re-sign with the union yesterday. So we'll see what happens today or tomorrow or the next day or the next day. So for our special guest, David Melander, who had time to join us today, who does a fantastic job with covering all things sports in Philly. Make sure to give him a follow again at Dave M reports for JP, myself, Renee, our buddy Tyler is away. Hopefully enjoying some great R and R so long. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll see you right back here at a regular time again, 3 30 PM next week, Tuesday and Thursday live go union. Yes. Just a few more weeks, Mike and spiral out and everybody else that tuned in. We appreciate you. The countdown continues. 44 days until the MLS opener, even less until the first game in general. So see you guys on Tuesday. Have a good one. Thank you.